Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guest today is Sheena Radam. Sheena has a beautiful testimony of how her marriage was restored after infidelity. Now, here is my conversation with Sheena Radam. So, hi, I'm Sheena Radam, and I'm from the Philippines. Uh, I'm married to Chris, and... Uh, we're married for seven years now, turning eight this year. And we have a lively and cheerful boy named Josh, turning six this February. Sheena, thank you for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. Yes, thank you too for inviting me. Sheena, what are some factors that uh, threaten commitment in marriage? Yes, actually, uh, we can nowadays, especially in our generation now, we can find a lot of um, factors that threatens marriage. But for me, um, mostly that I have experienced in seven years of marriage, <laughs> and I believe it's uh, it also applies to a lot of uh, couples and marriages right now. Mm-hmm. For me, the main would be the main factor would be infidelity. Mm. So, infidelity that comes with a broken trust, right, in marriage. Of course, it's also, um, some factors would also be marital conflicts, like money matters, family matters, or even, you know, the personal issues of each of each um, individual, of your husband, of the wife, right? We all have our personal issues that um, even came from our past that we have brought up to now that affects the people around us. And also, we have these differing values and beliefs, especially when it comes to faith, right? It's really, um, it's really um, a big matter for most of us. And lastly, I would say unresolved conflicts. So yes, we have many conflicts, but if we weren't able to resolve them, just like what had happened to mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> all, even the small ones, the petty ones, if we haven't solved those um, small conflicts and they they started to pile up you know one day we'll just be surprised that you know everything was so damaged severely that we cannot do anything about it or we just felt hopeless about it Mm -hmm. so for me those are the factors that uh, threatens our commitment to marriage which I most of them actually I have experienced oh wow well, um, Sheena, what are some ways that married couples can strengthen their commitment to each other? Yes, for this, I believe the number one way we can do is uh, praying for each other, praying together, and of course, studying God's word. Because we all, as a Christian, I believe we all, um, uh, uh, we all, we are, we are all believers. In Christ, and uh, we, I believe that apart from God, we cannot do anything mm-hmm. to save our marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Even how hard we try, even how you know, even if we have exert exerted all our effort without God, I think we cannot do anything to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe prayer do wonders. I really believe in the power of prayer. Actually, it's one of the principles in my book. So, okay. if yeah, it, it's very um one of the major thing I did to save our marriage and of course prayer do wonders right we can uh, I, I've seen a lot of miracles um, that had happened in my life 
through prayer. And of course, we have an amazing and almighty God. So if we will just entrust everything to Him, if we study His Word and apply it in our lives, um, I think it will help us to really fulfill fulfill um uh, those commitments that we have uh we have vowed for our partners and of course uh through learning god's word we will learn how to love the way god wants us to love our spouses mm. so of course another thing is we should always be ready to forgive <laughs> that's yeah. that's a very hard thing for most of us especially if you know when when you have this betrayal broken trust in marriage like this. So, But may it be in big or small matters, we should always be willing and ready to forgive because I know God has allowed it. Um, God has taught us forgiveness, not just for the sake of the person we are forgiving, but also for our own sake because it gives healing. When we forgive, it gives healing within, right? So, yes. And lastly, uh, I'd like to share that we should also find people who, who will point us up. Because marriage is hard. It's hard work, actually, right? Mm-hmm. So we need people just to stay committed to each other, to strengthen our commitment to each other. We need people who will help us mm-hmm. to um grow and who will inspire us in our relationship. Because we cannot do it alone, especially if for first what um for newly married couples yeah. like that. So we, we we thought we know everything, but no, when we go through the journey, it will be hard. So we need people who will be there for us, who will give us godly wisdom, uh, people where we can learn from, right? So, and who will pray for us too. So yes, we need this accountability. Like for in, in my case, we have discipleship group and they've really been helpful to me, especially during that hard time. Mm-hmm. difficult time in my marriage mm. now you you talked about you briefly mentioned it previously um you know the difficult time that you had in your marriage and there might be someone listening right now who is considering ending their marriage maybe they went through a difficult time like you did and they they're thinking about ending it um do you have any suggestion any suggestions for our audience mm. on how to keep their marriage alive yes um you know i learned this the hard way and <laughs> um we can actually do many things uh to keep our marriage alive and we can actually be as creative as we can be okay but uh but the thing is we first and foremost we should be intentional okay um since marriage is hard work uh, we need effort, a lot of effort, a lot of actions, not just, you know, not just, just not just talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a lot of actions to make our marriage flourish and to make it alive. We cannot just let things happen in marriage. We should make things happen uh, to steer the love within, especially if it was broken, like just in my case. So we need hard work. And uh, what are the things we can do? For example, we can try new things together we can explore each other's hobbies and interests and we can what else we can go restaurant hopping you know a lot of people love to eat right (laughs) Right. so we can be food buddies with our partner we can travel visit different places see new things meet new people and just make beautiful memories together Mm. i think that's what that's something that will really make our marriage alive and of course, another important thing is open communication, having an open communication. Yes, I said not just 
talking, but it is talking is important, right? Communication is also important. For a lot of us, this is something we need to get better off. I'm not talking about um simple communication here. I'm I'm talking about something deep, something personal, something um intimate and sweet, something open, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my husband and I, a few years ago, we were really not good in communicating. Like we didn't talk about our problems. Mm-hmm. Well, we do talk about our problems, but every time we would do that, we would just end up fighting. Okay. So com- our communication turned into arguments. Mm-hmm. And so we really failed on this and we learned it the hard way. But now I believe in our rest, uh, restoration, um, as God restored us, our communication it's getting better as time goes by. So mm. there, we really need to go, to practice good communication to make the marriage alive as well. So Sheena, here's my next question. Why do you believe that giving up on your marriage should never be an option? Why do you believe that? Yes. In the last uh, chapter of my book, When Love is Lost, How to Stay Committed in a Broken Marriage, um, I shared here, I talk about I actually talk about divorce, divorce, fighting for your marriage, and some some studies that show uh, that shows how not giving up uh, in our marriage pays off. Okay. So first and and um first and foremost, it is God who doesn't want us to give up on our marriage mm. because in Matthew nineteen six Jesus said that so they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together let no one separate and um in fighting for our marriage we should have faith and hope faith in god that he is in control of all our affairs mm-hmm. and that he is mighty to save yeah mighty to save us our mm-hmm. marriage our broken marriage and you know everything and that he is also in the business of restoring Broken hearts, broken lives, broken families, and broken marriages. So that's very crucial, you know, in in dealing with a, dev- a very difficult season in our lives. And just think about it. If we give up today, let's, let's, let's say we want to give up in our marriage today, we won't surely see the miracles of tomorrow. Because what if we just hold on a little bit longer and just trusted God that He's working even if we cannot see it? We won't if we give uh, if we give up already if we give up easily then we won't see what God has actually been doing, right in our marriage. And because our God is a miracle making God, you know, I I believe I really believe in that. And many times I have had that thought of giving up because I wasn't happy anymore. Um, this is prior to uh, having my husband committed infidelity because I wasn't happy in our marriage already so mm. why would i stay or like i want to give up already that's it mm-hmm. but god will always make a way for me to keep holding on because he, he he told me that he would make a beautiful story out of this and that um he alone can transform transform my partner and restore our marriage in his timeline not mine so mm-hmm. i just need to wait i just, just need to be patient and of course i just need to trust him and second i also shared in the book uh, that um, was that we need to really think about uh, giving up on our marriage many times, like over again and again before we really, you know, do do something about it. Because I think the ones who will really suffer 
from from it are our children. Mm-hmm. Especially this is especially for couples who have kids, right? So I think um we know the impact uh, it may have on them when parents get separated. We see that to a lot of maybe you personally know people who mm-hmm. have broken families who are in a broken family and you see the kids you know growing up uh, it really has a great impact on them negatively yes. what are them some of the examples are just what depression rebellion um mm-hmm. low self-esteem and other negative negative um behavior like that mm-hmm. so on the other hand if we stood in our marriage and up to the end after the end, they, the kids, are also the ones who will benefit a lot. And I remember the time when that crisis happened to us. My son was just around three years old. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he wasn't well aware of what was happening um, that time to his mom, his dad, to his parents, that oh, uh, they're almost, you know, getting to be separated. But uh, I think that that time I can feel that he wanted a dad as much mm-hmm. as he wanted a mother. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, all children, goes to all, that all children long to feel secure and loved in a complete family. Oh, complete yeah. and loving family, right? Mm-hmm. And not giving up is our loving gift for them, which they will bring in life as they grow older and as they have their own families as well, right? And it's really something that I'm really thankful for because because <laughs> if I haven't I if I have given up that time during that hard time, I think I wouldn't see you know how happy my son would be today mm-hmm. as he is today. So thank God, praise God, praise God, that. praise God. And you mentioned you mentioned your book. Can you give us the name of your book once yes, again? My book is here. If you can see it, yes. When love is lost, how to stay committed in a broken marriage. Mm-hmm. So this book talks about um my story. Of course, uh, the basis or the foundation of this is my story. But I have shared here principles that I have personally applied uh, in my marriage. Of course, they are all founded biblically, so it it uh, applies to all of us. Mm-hmm. And yes, um. This is my first self-published book, actually. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yes. Congratulations. Where can, our listeners, where can our listeners find that book? Yeah, they can find this on Amazon. It's available on Amazon uh, if they want the printed one. And if they are ebook readers, they can get it on Kindle as well. Okay, wonderful. And is, are they able to find, where can our audience find you online or on social media? Yeah, they can check me out on my Facebook and Instagram pages at Radam Sheena. That's my last name, Radam Sheena. And I also have my blog, The Heart That Is Good. So they can check it on theheartthatisgood.com. Very good. Sheena, I want to thank you so much for giving yes. us so many gems and nuggets um, to equip our audience today. And we're so grateful to have had you as a guest on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for this opportunity as well. That concludes today's episode of The Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, 
you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.